Hi, I'm Rachel. Hi, I'm Beth. We're two hardworking mamas who have a lot in common. We're accountability partners, turned podcast partners, living ordinary lives while chasing our dreams. We're both obligers, and we created this podcast to help keep us accountable for showing up. We want to talk about motherhood, mastering our mindset, navigating that delicate balance of work and home life, and all of the things in between. Life is hard. We want you to know that you're not alone, and we see you. We're all in this together, and we're so glad you're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the We're Obliged podcast. It's Beth and Rachel on today to talk to you about... What are we talking about today? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about all of the reasons why we started switching to safer products. Yes. And why it's so important to us. Yeah. But before we do that, I feel like it's been a minute (laughs) since we've talked just you and I on here. So how are things going? It's going so good. I feel like 2022 is going really fast already and slow at the same time (laughs) because when our, when this episode launches, it will be February, but January has been feeling extra long and cold. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I feel you there. We've been, we've been trying to spend a lot more time outside, Mm -hmm. like more than typical in the winter time for us, I guess, now that we're kind of like we're out in the country. I don't know if why that makes a difference, but I feel like there's just, it's easier for us to get outside, um, for some reason. And so we've been trying to just get outside more. And I feel like doing that helps you to just embrace the cold, Mm. (laughs) you know, like it's just like, I don't know, for some reason it makes it a little more tolerable, just getting out in it and like enjoying time outside. Cause otherwise it just feels like you get so cooped up, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And we were just outside playing in the snow a little bit before we started recording. So yeah, we're, I'm, I'm trying. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's so tough, especially on some, like those days when it's just like so brutally cold when there's like a wind or, you know, like (laughs) below (laughs) in the double or uh, in the single digits, like, it's just like, Oh, but it definitely can tell it definitely boosts our, my family's mood when we get outside at least for a little bit every day. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. That sounds good. What's but, new with you? Um, I don't know. The main thing on my, my head right now is that today was just like one of those really challenging days with the kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I felt like every, everything they did was just like, a challenge to my patients today. And so I was just like, yeah, I guess the, the afternoon got better, but the morning was like, oh my goodness, please someone send help. But yeah, but it's all right. It was just like, it feels like they like to get into every single thing in the house that I don't want them to get into or that they're not supposed to get into. And it's like, why don't you just go play with your toys? <laughs> um, why do you have to like pull out every Q-tip in the drawer or, you know, like open my chapstick and put, dig your fingers into it. Like, mm. please stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh so my it was goodness. just, you know, one of those days. So 
Yeah. So what do you normally do on those kinds of days where it's just like a hard mom day? Well, um, try to just like change up the scenery or, you know, like, so we got to just, I'm like, okay, we need to get out this morning. So we went to the library and then I had to pick up my groceries and that helped. And then, um, getting outside, like I mentioned earlier, that usually Mm -hmm. helps. And then just really, I think I've probably talked about this before, but like trying to like focus on my mindset too, because I know like they're always, you know, they're kids, they're always doing things to test your patience. But it's like when I'm finding I'm getting feeling really short with them, I'm like, okay, I need to like, and usually it's because like, I just didn't have a minute to myself to like gather myself for the day or, you know, like something small like that, where I'm like, mm-hmm. I haven't had a minute alone today. And I just am like about to lose it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. so just kind of like figuring out like why I'm feeling so triggered usually is helpful, but yeah, definitely just like getting out, changing it up. Like, okay, we got to get out of the house to do something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even that's if it's a just really good idea. Take a drive in the car, even if you don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Just like going somewhere else. Yeah. 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 I like that. Um, that was something that I realized over the weekend too, was that I was having a lot of time where I was spending it with other people and not not by myself. Mm. And so I've been considering taking like a personal day from work just so I can have a day where I don't have to be around anyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Enneagram nines. Yes. We get like rejuvenated by that alone, (laughs) alone time. So important. Yeah. Well, shall we dive in a little bit here? Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for this conversation because it's something that I've been really passionate about for a while. And so, yeah, I mean, I think we both have, and that's kind of that's what brought us together, which is awesome that we have that in common and that we right? were able to meet through beauty counter really. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm really excited too. I think we both have a lot to say on the topic. Oh my gosh. We could probably talk about this for a while. <laughs> yeah. There's so much. Yeah. So I don't know, I guess when do you want to share maybe like a little bit about our personal stories of why we started on this journey? Yeah, sure. Okay. You go. go. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I know it was, um, sometime shortly after I got married, I believe. I mean, that was when I really kind of started to deep dive into it and started like making a lot of my own products because I, at that time, there wasn't a ton of brands out there that or at least it wasn't as popular as it is now of like brands that are, you know, doing safer, clean ingredients, all that good stuff. Um, and so I was like, well, I had started following this like mom, mommy blogger, and she was all about doing everything completely natural and, um, all of that sort of thing. And so I was like, okay, this is really cool. Like, it seems like making this shift for my health is really important. You know, I have a lot of like, once I have a ton of health issues, but I tend to get sick a lot and like, there's gotta be something, you know, that I can do to help with this. And so I'm like, 
looking into reducing my overall like toxic load um, that's burning me on a daily basis. I mean, we can never completely get rid of everything, right? But at least some of those things that are within my control, I can change. So I started making, like I made my own deodorant, which that was an interesting experience. Um, my own, like, I think it was like face wash and body lotion and some different things like that. And it was all great, but it was a lot of work and for products that were like, okay, you know, they weren't, nothing was like, oh, this performs really well. Or like, I love this so much. It was just like, well, at least I feel good about what I'm putting on my skin. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so a while after that, I had found, I came across beauty counter, um, just from some different people that I had followed on social media and like everyone just was talking so highly of this like company that was making these clean products and doing all this testing and so forth to make sure that they were safe and the ingredients were safe and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm all about this. Like if it's a a brand that I know I can trust and I know that I can feel good about putting the things on my body, but they also like actually work really well. (laughs) And so that was kind of how I got into beauty counter, started using it, um, um, as a customer. And then eventually finally, like after putting out, like I kept having this like voice in my head, like you should, you should really be a consultant. I'm like, no, I, (laughs) this is not for me. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not, that's not, not for me. And then I finally, like the voice just kept being there. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do it. And so that's kind of how I started with that. But yeah. And just since then I've really been diving into like changing many things throughout my life, not just like my skincare products and personal, personal care, but like, you know, things around the house and all that, which I know we will, I won't, I'm kind of going on a tangent now, but that's in a nutshell, I guess, of how I got started with this. Yeah, that's awesome. And I actually, our stories are kind of similar, I think, because those, that was around the same time, like I was, I think getting married, I remember like planning my wedding and stuff but I had a job where I had a lot of downtime and I could do a lot of internet searching. And somehow I came across this blog that was talking about like non-toxic stuff. And a friend of the bloggers had a small child and they like made their own like dishwashing detergent, like powder. And their child had like gotten into the powder and like ingested it. And so in this story, like, they called like poison control and they got some instructions, but the main takeaway from that story was that because they were like homemade products, they weren't made with as toxic of ingredients as like a store-bought brand or um, a lot of like what was available then just most of it wasn't geared towards safety. And so they really attributed, attributed, attributed a lot of the positive outcome from that situation from having safer products. And so at that point I hadn't considered anything about safety when it came to products or what I was putting on my body. And I really 
like dove into, okay, what, what is in the stuff that I'm using? And I started making a lot of things and that was really fun. Cause it's almost like crafting and cooking almost like mixed together, like two things that I really like and experimenting. <laughs> and so that was really fun. And like you said, the products are safer and I felt better using them, but they didn't really do that much for me. I was often very greasy. Yes. Greasy <laughs> like, is a great word for that. Making uh, like lotion. A lot of and, coconut oil based. Uh, things. The yes. coconut oil. <laughs> um, but I did feel better about using them. Yeah. Yeah. When I found out about beauty counter and how high performing their products were, it just was a no brainer. And I think once you try them, like as a consumer, having like gone through the process of making your own stuff, sourcing the ingredients and like, you know, finding that time and then using them and then switching to something that's already like beautiful and just works so well. It's kind mm-hmm. of like, yes. Okay. Sold. I, I love it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then again, like their mission is just what also is so important, which is yeah. getting safer products into the hands of everyone. Yeah. And doing that by not only like making a product, but working to change, you know, legislation to make more, more rules regarding like what, what can be on our shelves in the stores and that sort of thing, because I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit more, but like, there's just very little regulation on that. So, yeah. So, mm -hmm. Oh, I was just saying, I didn't realize how similar our stories were. So that's really fun. I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I'm so glad that there are so many more options now because it means Mm -hmm. that as consumers, more people are aware of issues that can be caused by toxic chemicals. Yeah. So that's great. Like that's how we really can make change. Like we vote with our dollars And when companies realize like that's what people want, then they start to change their practices, which is awesome. Yeah. And I think a lot of companies are, I mean, companies are catching on to that. Like, and so you have to be careful too of like, is this just because something says it's natural on the front that, that really means nothing because that's not a regulated (laughs) term. Um, right. So we need to really know either one, know how to look for like certain red flag ingredients on a list, or if you're not like interested in doing that, finding out what companies, you know, are, are, um, are, ones you can trust that are doing, doing better, I guess, when it comes to that area. Yeah. So I think one of the most like striking things that I found out whenever I was learning more about the beauty industry was that there hasn't been a major federal law relating cosmetics that's been passed since 1938 which is just like, it makes my heart hurt a little bit. Like, Which what, that's like 80 years. I don't know. I can't do math, but that's like, I think 80 some years or something since they've changed. So there's always new ingredients being put out there into the, you know, into the world. So 
think of all, I think it's like over 80,000 chemicals, um, that have been introduced to the market since 1938 Mm -hmm. that have, that are not a part of that initial like legislation. So Mm -hmm. what are these other chemicals that are out there? Um, that we, you know, have they been tested? Have they not? Like, how do we know what's safe and what's not? So that's, that's huge. And I think also one thing to note is that just the, uh, saying like, not all chemicals are bad, right? So like everything is a chemical. It's just a matter of like, which ones are, have shown to be safer and which ones have shown to be not safer. So Mm -hmm. that's something important to know as well. Cause sometimes people think like, oh, it has to be like only made from coconut oil. And I don't know, I can't think of a good example, but like, it doesn't have to be just there. There can be a lot of different things that are in products that are actually safe. Um, that doesn't have to be like what you might think. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. And I, there's so much of a chance of contaminants being in products, even if they're safe. So like, for example, if you're using a product with coconut oil during the manufacturing process, you know, like the machinery could have some sort of ingredients in it that aren't as safe for people and that could get into your products. So the only way that you really know if something is safer is if the company is testing it and companies aren't required to do that. There's no law that says every product that's on the shelf needs to be tested for safety for, you know, any of the thousands of harmful chemicals that could be on the market. Like there's, there's nothing that says that, and there's probably not going to be any federal legislation that says that companies have to do that. So it's really up to individual companies to take on that responsibility to uh, their consumers. Right. Um, which is, I think, you know, going back to beauty counter, not that this is like all about beauty counter, but I just, (laughs) they're such a good example because they truly are doing a lot of these things the correct way. I don't want to say, I don't know if correct is the right word, but, um, you know, they, they test the ingredients individually, but then they're also testing them like after they've been formulated, like you said, because, um, we don't know what could happen in that process of making them and, are they like, once the products are put together, is there a negative like result from that as well? You know, there's so many different factors. Um, and it obviously, this isn't something that's like easy or cheap to do, which is why a lot of companies aren't doing it because either, you know, you have to raise the prices of your products, which makes it harder or, you know, for not, maybe you're not able to reach as big of a market of people, which is the one unfortunate thing, but it's just kind of what comes with it, I guess, is there, there's a lot of extra time and money that goes into that process, which, you know, for good reason, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And then there's also like that aspect of making the product so that they're not like 
super heavy on coconut oil and you just feel greasy, right? Like there's a lot of like testing and like iterating for trying to make products that work and they are high performing and they just feel great on your skin and they make a difference. So there's a lot that can go into the process of making like a high performing, um, like safer product. Yep. And just for like comparison in the United, in the United States, there are 30 harmful chemicals that are banned or restricted from personal care products in the European union. There were over 1400 that are banned. So that just gives you like a little bit of a comparison to like where the U S is with awareness of chemicals and like that's sort of why advocating for safer legislation and better legislation over chemicals and personal care products is so important because the number of them, Rachel, like you were saying earlier, there's like thousands of chemicals that have been introduced to the market and only 30 of them have been banned. Right. 30. <laughs> that's yeah. Insanely low number. <laughs> it's nuts. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. So I guess for people that are like, you know, just kind of getting they're new to this world or like, you know, trying to figure some of this out, what advice can we give them? <laughs> like yeah. They, you know, That's a really to- great question. I think, I think just being aware that you know, not everything that's available for purchasing is safer. Yeah. So I think one of those, sorry, did I cut you off? Were you going to Oh no, go ahead. One of those like buzzwords with like products that you'll find on the market, I think is like paraben free or Mm. like, you know, (laughs) they'll throw things on there that doesn't necessarily mean the product still is a safer, cleaner product. Right. So, um, being aware of that. Um, and for, if so I don't know if, I think a lot of people realize that parabens aren't good, but I don't necessarily know if everyone knows what parabens are. So I'll maybe explain that a little bit. Like, so parabens are, um, preservatives, which preservatives are important in your products, which maybe people don't realize also that like, they might think, oh, preservatives equals bad. Right. But that's not always, that's not necessarily the case. So products that are, so like, let's, for example, a body lotion, body lotion is going to be like a water-based product, meaning that it it's at risk for, um, like developing mold or bacteria within it after a certain period of time if it doesn't have a preservative in it, usually I would say, I don't know what, like six months maybe, but that's just a guess of a timeline. But so preservatives aren't always bad. There are preservatives, preservatives out there that are safer. However, parabens has shown to be not so safe. You know, it can be, um, cause things like hormone disruption or, um, links to like breast cancer and that sort of thing. So, but they also sometimes disguise it. It's not always just listed in the ingredient list as 
paraben, you know, there's like methyl paraben and um, butyl paraben and propyl, propyl paraben. I don't know if I'm saying these right, but um, sometimes they're disguised as other, other things in that list. Um, so it's just something to be aware of as well. So sneaky because it really requires you to know what you're looking for. And just because an ingredient is listed and it has a complicated name, doesn't always mean that it's like something bad, like parabens are, are more obvious because the word paraben is often in some of the longer names, but for some of the, the words that are considered safer, like they're, I don't know, some alcohol type of an alcohol that's used in them can have like incredibly long names and you have to (laughs) either know what it is and recognize it or be willing to like look it up and see what it is. And so it just makes it really tricky as a consumer to discern what is safe and what isn't because it doesn't always make sense. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to leave you with four things that you can look for in your ingredients or four things to stay away from. I don't know right. how you want to say this. Don't want in your ingredient list. Cause I know it's super overwhelming when it's like, okay, where do I even start? Um, and there's obviously we could list a lot more different ingredients, but we'll give you some of like the top ones we tend to see in products. But then I think also, like I mentioned before, just like knowing, kind of getting to know like different companies that are um, using better ingredients, avoiding some of these major things. Um, And just because something looks like it might be better for you because of the way that they make their their bottle looks so pretty with green leaves and it says natural on the front <laughs> doesn't mean it's actually good for you. So just want to throw that out there because greenwashing is, is real. Definitely. Okay. So these are ones you want to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number one, parabens. Rachel, yes. you talked about this earlier about parabens as preservatives and they're in a lot of different things. Yes. Um, the other one is, okay, of course I get to the one that's really hard to say, (laughs) (laughs) polyethylene glycols, which is a lot of times shortened as PEGs on your product. Um, and these are a, a synthetic chemical that's often in like skincare and hair care products. And they are like a a thickener softener in the products. And the reason we want to avoid these is because they are known carcinogens and respiratory irritants. So, um, using these over and over, over time can have some bad health consequences for you down the road. Yeah. And just quickly to go back to parabens, they, they do give products a longer shelf life, but their parabens are known to mimic estrogen. So they're often found in like breast cancer tissue. So just another reason to like, stay away from them. 
they can disrupt your hormones. Not good. Very bad. <laughs> um, so our third thing is to look for phthalates and they are in things like hairspray, nail polish, and also linked to breast cancer and congenital disorders. So pretty toxic stuff. Yeah. Oh, it can be in, um, plastic. It makes plastic more malleable. And so it can be in like your plastic bottles. So even like the packaging for skincare products can be like an issue sometimes. Right. But it, um, it can be like, cause I know beauty counter uses some, they're working on switching away from using plastic containers. Um, mm-hmm. but is there like such a thing as like a phthalate free plastic? <laughs> cause know. I know they're mindful of that and have that like consideration in mind. Um, but I feel like I've, I heard, you know, somewhere along the way, I've heard that like the, they're even like looking into like the containers that they're using to make sure that those sort of things aren't leaching into your products as well. Is that? Yeah. yeah. I want to say yes. And I know that's one of the bigger reasons why they're switching to more of glass bottles mm-hmm. so that you don't even have to worry about that. Yeah. Also glass is much more recyclable than plastics. Right. A lot of the time. Um, yeah. And also, yeah. Yes. Cool. Okay. So the last one, the last ingredient we'll leave you with is it can be, it can go by a couple different names. So often you will see it listed as fragrance or, um, sometimes it's listed as like par- parfum, perfume. I don't know how you say that correctly, but P A R F U M. And basically (laughs) fragrance can be like this umbrella term, um, for any combination of up to like 3000 plus chemicals. Um, and you know, it always was like, oh, it's this trade secret, you know, this, this, um, fragrance. So they don't have to tell you what it's made up of, which is kind of (laughs) scary. Um, and that, yeah, so there's no like legislation saying that they have to disclose what is in this fragrance. And, um, this can be cause a lot of different issues, but you know, a lot of times it's like, a can trigger allergic, allergic, allergic reaction. Oh my gosh. I can't talk allergic reactions. Just if you're, you might be over like overly sensitive to different strong, fragrances. And this is, this is for good reason (laughs) Mm because they're not good for you. Um, now sometimes companies will put like, they'll add in essential oils to their product and maybe there actually are essential oils in there, but if there's also fragrance listed, um, that it's still not good. So sometimes they'll do this so that they can, you know, put on the front of the package that there's, you know, made with essential oils, which is true. But if there's also fragrance, then eh, nope, <laughs> no <Yeah>. good. <laughs> so, um, that's, that's a huge one that you see in so many 
so many different things. Um, and I would say that's like my number one thing that I'm like, I mean, I try to avoid all of these, but fragrance I've is one of the things I've really tried to cut from all areas. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's afternoon products. I'll look at the ingredients and like everything is like fine until I get to fragrance. I'm like, man, so close. That I one know. thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, one interesting thing, this is kind of a little bit off topic, but I guess is related. I heard on a different podcast I was listening to recently that um actually if you're if you're finding that you're like really super sensitive to like different fragrances and stuff like that, you might be like, your body might be not be detoxifying as good as it should be. Um, or, you know, that it's like, kind of like your system might be like overloaded. You know, if you're like, you smell something and you like instantly have a headache (laughs) could be a good sign that maybe something's not working, you know, correctly for detoxing your body. But I just thought that was a very interesting that is very interesting because yeah. I would say that happens to me all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, someone has fragrance on. What is that? <laughs> Which, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm headache. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm the yeah. same way or I'm like, and I used to be a person that like, I loved to wear perfume. Like I was like, yes, every year for Christmas, I would ask yeah. for perfume and like, just loved it. And I still like that, like it, but I'm like, I couldn't. I couldn't wear it all day. Like I, or even like if I'm around people that have a strong perfume, I'm like, Oh goodness. <laughs> but <laughs> I used to definitely like, what was your favorite perfume? Um, okay. There's one by Versace. Is that how you say it? <laughs> okay. Um, we're so fancy. We're like totally fancy ladies here. <laughs> I I don't even know how to say (laughs) clearly I'm uh, not upscale kind of gal, but, um, yeah, yellow diamond that was like, oh my gosh, smelled so good. But I, I mean, I have so many, like my best friend, um, from like grade school, her mom always had the best perfumes. And every time we'd go to her house, like I would like go and put her perfumes on. Cause I was just like obsessed. <laughs> it's like a very grown up thing, right? Yeah. Oh, there was this one that I, I can picture the bottles. It's like bright blue bottle, silver top. Mm. I cannot think of the name of it, but oh, I could list. Yeah. A lot of them that I liked <laughs> than I had. Yeah. I still have Halloween. a lot of yeah. bottles of perfume that I am never going to use, but I, for some reason, can't get rid of them. I'm like, I don't know what to do with it. Like, do I throw it away? That seems not like a good idea, but I'm not going to wear it. I I know to anyone either. (laughs) I know I have the same dilemma because I'm like, these were very expensive perfumes. Yeah. And I don't, but I don't like, I'm not going to wear them, but I don't want to throw them away. So (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page with that. Yeah. Did you have a favorite? I loved the little like juicy couture one. There was like one with like a string and like this little like um almost like a charm on it. Yes. Yes. And I really like that one. Yeah. There was another one that was like blue jeans or something, or like yeah. it had 
it came in this round tall tin and it had like it was like a cowboy theme but it wasn't like <laughs> it didn't smell like the country I don't even know how to describe it but I really liked it <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that's yeah. funny that reminds me of like college really <laughs> mm, yeah well I just wanted to say one more thing is that that this is part of our job too as consultants is that we talk about these types of things often and we can screen screen your products for safety if you want so you just need to reach out to us and we would be happy to help you yes absolutely and it doesn't have to be like an all at once sort of thing because it can be overwhelming you know it's like to think of switching all your skincare and all your makeup and everything all at once is pretty overwhelming. But like, I know for me, it was a process. Like I, I did it over time and, um, it's, it's really, once you get into it, it's not as intimidating as it might seem, (laughs) especially when you have somebody helping you along the way. Yeah, totally doable. Yeah. Yeah. Start small. Or yeah. start big, whichever way you want. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. One thing. Oh, this was one thing I wanted to say too, is that when we were talking about like, you know, how for companies like Beauty Counter, it's their products are at a little bit higher price point because um, of all of everything that goes into it, right? From like the testing to um, just everything that goes into it to make sure that it's it's a good, excellent product. And that also that it's performing well. Mm -hmm. Um, but one thing I've noticed is that like the, the products do last a lot longer because there aren't all those extra fillers and all of that in it. So a lot, a little goes a long way. So that is one thing that's, that's really nice about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's worth your money. Right. Anyways, (laughs) Awesome. Well, so yeah, if, if you have any questions, we're both here and we we love talking about this stuff, even if it's just like, you know, random questions or anything regarding this topic, I think we both could go on and on about it and Mm -hmm. have, have lots to say. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think it all comes down to like, we, we care about you and we want you to be safe and we want your families to be safe. And this is just part of like our personal missions as well as to just educate people and raise awareness around what's in the things that we're using every day. Yeah. And I know it's like, for me, I wish, I mean, I'm glad that I learned about this stuff when I did, but I think about all the years that I was using like all of that stuff that was, who knows what was in it. Um, like, man, I wish I would, I wish somebody would have like told me this, but I think it was just a matter of like, most people didn't know at that point, at that point, but, um, it's, it's just a learning process and, uh, it's a journey. I, I feel like I'm still on the journey and still learning and figuring it out. Yeah, totally. Um, I think you, said something earlier that like we can never truly like get away from them because they're just so pervasive and like other people 
use like fragrance for example so I think it yeah it's just a matter of doing your best mm-hmm. and you know and doing yeah, doing your true. your um detox thing oh, yeah. your, your dry brush <laughs> Try detoxing um, more. Other, yeah, like those things, just like daily things, because there's so many things in our environments that we're encountering that are out of our control. That, mm, um, yeah, you know. So the more we can support that, I think the better overall for us it's going to be. Yeah. Did you say dry brushing? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought you said. Um, yeah. yeah. So maybe we can do another um, podcast about how to combat some of these things that we're exposed to all the time. Yeah. Brushing. Yeah. I think that would be good. Cool. All right. Well, make sure you go to iTunes and leave us a review. We would love to read a review on our next episode. Yeah. Leave one for us. We'll definitely read it. Yes. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in and we'll talk to you next time. Okay, bye. Bye. You can find me, Rachel, on Instagram at Lawrence, And you can find me, Beth, on Instagram at RavenHairChica. Bye.